We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A very merry draft, Miss, to all of you. We are here at Kingdom Bar and Grill recapping day two of the 2022 NFL Draft. We'll look ahead to day three as well, but uh, boy, if you're a Chiefs fan right now, you got to feel real good about where the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting. I'm here sitting with my pals feeling real good, Matty Lane, Craig Stouts, Matthew. How you feeling right now? What? I'm sky high right now, let me tell you. Sky this... high with two Y's. Yes, uh, because this was a fantastic day two of mm-hmm. the NFL Draft. Uh Brett Veach, like, we're pretty critical of Brett Veach when it comes to draft selections. Even last year when the draft clearly turned out pretty well, yeah. we weren't necessarily leaving the draft feeling great about it. Right? It's like, okay, we get it. We don't know if we love these guys. Not only do I get this draft, not only do I like these players, this is one good mother bleeping draft class <laughs> through two days. Like yeah. Every pick besides one is a certified banger and even the other one you don't have to skip it it's just it's a good song you can listen to yeah absolutely i mean like you said the 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 grades that we've given for this draft class so far if you were watching the live stream that we did yesterday we will be doing one tomorrow as well but if you were watching the grades they were they were sky high i mean they They were cooking with fire they let brett (laughs) cook and you know what? They got some real Leos. No, I can't, I can't even pull that one off. But, you know, they got some great players. They really did. I, I think. I'm Chanel in on this draft. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I like the mentality that they've added with the guys oh. in this draft. I, I love when we get to this point in the draft, and then we'll see a little bit more of it early on in day three. You kind of get a shape of the things that they focus on in each draft class and it seems like there is a very clear physicality and a mentality that they tried to achieve through this draft class and (laughs) to extreme success with athletic good players they really wanted to get more alphas on the team yes leo the lions sure um (laughs) that's not bad um (laughs) i just you know like if you're checking all these boxes off now he's losing it we're a little loopy because we've done a lot of draft coverage over the last two days. But two days, but if you know, you kind of like you're looking at the Chiefs checking some boxes. They got younger. One of the things they got, they, you know, what they needed to do. Bunch of 21 year olds and Brian Cook, mm-hmm. more athletic. They definitely did that. And Brian Cook. Um, when I'm not slandering Brian Cook because he's a very good football player, they got yes. that toughness, that mentality, 
that aggressiveness, that physicality. There's tones being set across this team. I think Brian Cook might be the biggest tone setter when he it's really, all said and done. I mean, he's ridiculously physical as well. And, and again, high football, high football character. We talked about, you know, we talk about all that stuff all the time. You know, Steve Spagnolo, Brett Veach, Andy Reid does as well. Andy Reid was giddy about George Karloftis and the motor and the way he plays the game. I imagine when we hear from Andy Reid again about the guys selected on day two, it's got to go even up another notch. And that's not a slight to Karloftis because he plays with that level. It's just these guys do as well. It's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, no, it, it was a great day. It was a great day for the draft. We like all these guys. If you guys haven't, you know, if you want the takes that we have on the players the Chiefs drafted on day two, jump over to the KC Sports Network YouTube page. Go back there. We have podcasts reacting to every single pick they made. We have the live show that spanned the entire day. You guys can check those out. Like and subscribe it while you're there. But today and now, we got to get ready. It's yep. day three. It's it's time for the third day. This is this is where some people say where you win the draft. I highly disagree. I could not disagree more. You <laughs> win the draft in the first 62 picks most likely. But <laughs> at worst, the first two days. I don't, you don't win the draft today, but you can certainly round it out with some good players and the board's looking pretty good right now. I mean, if they just hit on a couple of these day three picks on one, top of just one, just one, they don't need to to be the best draft class that Brett Veach has had oh, yet. No, but but are you saying, saying that day three picks don't matter, Craig? I did not say watch, anything. Watch yourself. I I did not say anything because I don't want Marquand McCall to hunt me down and murder me in my sleep. I I think you know. I'm just saying, like the way that this board has played out so far, and the way the Chiefs have drafted so far. If they can hit on one or two of these guys, there there's a potential. Or if they get value, if they get value to fall to them, gosh, there's a chance that this is like this is one of the this could be a Saints draft that 2017 Saints draft where they except just, except it may not be isolated because he did just build off of another good draft yeah, last year. That's true. That Saints draft was very isolated amongst the, you know a lot of meh. You know, in sure. there, which a lot of teams do. I'm not trying to, you know, say that it's not. But last year was a very good draft. If this is a very, very good draft, like, there's reason to get excited. And it could be because of the value that they find at day three. Well, and maybe they move up a little bit for this value because the Chiefs did acquire an extra day three pick today uh, with a small trade back, which, I mean, I'm just remembering now part of the brilliance of how they played this board today. It's because they moved back four spots. Got pick 158 as part of a deal, uh, and then still was it were able to draft Sky more. Mm-hmm. So I mean they've got 135, 158, and then four seventh round picks to play with tomorrow. I don't think they're making six picks. I would be surprised if they do. Yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of hard to move around with some of those seventh rounders, but maybe in the fourth round and in the fifth round you decide you want to jump up two spots just yeah. to go jump somebody. You'll have the ability to do it. Maybe you package a couple of these sevenths and move into the sixth or the fifth next year, something like that. We'll see what they do, but let's look at the board, right? Let's take it. Let's go start looking at the board now. Just look at some guys that we think are going to be kind of good value that's left. So, like, let's just throw Perion Winfrey. Why I, in the world is he no available? Idea. I have no clue. There's it has one to be guy. medicals. Has to be medical. I think we're now okay. Yeah, you're right. It probably is, but we're now far enough down that you're going to start hearing the reason why. We got to hear. We got to see Albert Breer. I think tweeted out why Nicobe Dean was falling so far. We've kind of hit that range with Perrion Winfrey where we should start seeing the reason why he's falling. Let's look at some other guys that we think are some, you know, good values left on the board. Guy that the KCS and draft guys really high on, Jalen Armour Davis out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now, he is a guy with limited starter experience and a lot of injury histories in the past. So it makes sense that he's sliding a little bit. 
but you stick to that same position. Tariq Woolen was getting gaslit as a potential round one pick. Remember yeah. round one Tariq, Tariq Woolen conversation? He's you know. still available. Joshua Williams, this is still about the right range it for is. him, but he's a really good football player. And still I thought available. the teams might come up for that length. But they did. Seen, they uh, did. They did. Just other guys. Just other guys. Well, I thought that maybe Joshua Williams was a sneaky guy. I, <laughs> I want to I start with Perry and Winfrey here because when we look at the defensive tackles, like on the KCSN, board that we've ranked here the only guy that has gone after Perry and Winfrey in the KCSN top 20 at defensive tackle interior defensive line is Fedarian Mathis that's it's a it bad so it is a bad D tackle class so it you know it's not like Perry and Winfrey is falling below you know the 12th 13th 14th defensive tackle there still have only been six guys off the board there depending on how you rank some of those guys and move them inside but there's still only been six guys, and we had Perry and Winfrey at number six. It's just a little surprising because he seemed like more of a round two lock, a three-tech, a potential explosive player that can really get after the passer. And we know how priced those are in right. the NFL. So to see him here, I think that there's a lot of value not only with him, but I bring that up because there's a ton of other value here. Matthew Butler, Thomas Booker, you know, Marquand McCall that I mentioned. There's a lot of guys like that that, that we like. Yeah. Smart, physical players that they seem to be targeting here that could be, you know, targets for the Chiefs here. I look at the cornerback group too. I look at a lot of guys that we still haven't seen fly off the board. You talk about Jalen Armour Davis. I like Kobe Bryant, a, mm-hmm. a Caleb Evans. I mean, some of these guys, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams, like you just said, like some of these guys make a lot of sense for the Chiefs potentially too. Just at the corner position, we can go position by position and look at where some of these guys at. Um, I, you know, the edge I think thinned out a little bit, but the Chiefs took care of their edge position, but. You still got. Oh, no, you should definitely. They should still definitely dip an edge, right? Yeah. That is one position I didn't want to look at real quick because that's the one position where I don't think you're seeing a lot of great value, right? I, I agree. Yeah. Michael Clemens, we all like, but he's an older guy, not a lot of upside. He kind of is what he is. He is a day three guy. Hey, and right. I think we've always put him in. If as he a falls day three to like guy. round seven, you're thrilled with a guy like that. I'm Are fine. you kidding me? Yeah, he might. I don't know, but I'm happy with him in round four or five. I just mean like we're gonna like so you, you got a Michael Clemens, Tyreek Smith. I like the potential as a pass rusher, but he's very limited in what he can do. Mm-hmm. Dominique Robinson, very Steve Spagnuolo-esque guy, especially very. since he packed on some weight and has the length. But, you know, he's, he's a, again, an older guy, just switched to a defensive end. It's a it's a progress. Kingsley and Ubari, I think, is a guy to keep your eye on, actually, out of South Carolina. Yeah. You want to tell me a Down guy? Down here? Day three? You want to tell me if I just looked at a guy on a football field and said, pick out the Steve Spagnuolo defensive end? <laughs> Kingsley and Ibari. Right. I mean, just wow! If, if they were getting him, if they were getting him tomorrow, that's another just that's another grand slam home run pick. We had Kingsley and Ibari, you know, mocked the Chiefs at the end of second. You know, in like, round one just, and during the season. I know, yeah, during the season. But even as the process was going along here, there was a lot of people that likened that to maybe pick sixty-two because it is such an obvious Steve Spagnuolo <laughs> fit. Now in round four or this round five pick that they've now acquired because they traded back. And still got Sky Moore. I mean, it, you can address a couple positions, double up, take some more swings to the position, add some more depth to your room. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Gunter. I'd, I'd like Jeffrey Gunter also there. So, I mean, the edge position, there's still some interesting di- There's interesting, interesting types. I bet you they double dip. They I, should. And like I said, like that, none of those players are bad. Just I think they're all coming in off the right spot. Like those are yeah. all day three guys yeah. that should be there. We've mentioned some other guys that we could have seen going a little bit earlier. Or like you want to jump back to tight end. Kate Otten out of Washington yep. still available. Sign me up. Charlie Kolar's picked up, and Isaiah Likely, I know both those guys have some fans around the league. Mm-hmm. They're still available right now, right? So, like, there's some value to other positions. I mean, okay, listen. I well, know- hey, look, I'll talk about, I want to go back to the senior defensive line, too. Otito Akbanya, yeah. uh, John Ridgway. Yeah. Some of those kind of guys, too, along the interior, those more like one tech types. Yeah, no, those guys as well. Um, the, I have one guy. So I'm looking through kind of just like my horizontal board right now where I have things stacked. I have three players that I still put. Well, okay, Malik Willis and Sam. Malik Willis, did he end up going yet? I don't, yes, okay, yes, he did. But Sam Howell did not, correct? Correct. correct. I have Sam Howell, who's so a quarterback. It doesn't matter. I have quarterbacks I have don't matter. Jalen Armour Davis, who we already touched on. Perion Rinfrey, who we already touched on. These guys are all late round twos. I have one more late round two valued guy. Isaiah Spiller running back out of Texas oh, A&M. Now, I don't want to. I didn't want a running back earlier, but you tell me the Chiefs come out and take Isaiah Spiller in round four. In round four, absolutely. Sign me up. That's a physical runner. You go back two years ago. This past year wasn't as good, but Texas A&M was a little more up and down. You go two years ago, or when he was a freshman, he was all the rage. Now, people thought, the, yeah, there was at one point, like in early in his career, people thought he was like, okay, this is. He's guys going to be a first-round right. back eventually. He's not the fastest guy, but I, I, you want to talk about the direction the Chiefs are going with more power, more gap schemes. He's a great gap scheme runner. He's very good at reading it out, getting downhill. So like, that's just a guy that's a, a position that I don't think we talk about a ton. A six-foot-one, two hundred and fifteen-pound bulldozer of a running back. That's I'm not mad at it. Production in the three. SEC. I mean, I'm really not There's mad so at many, that in the day three. There's so many players okay. on the side. Of, well, Matt will let's go. Talk, let me talk about the tackle, Rasheed mm-hmm. Walker. Yeah, let's talk about tackle a little bit. Right tackle is one of those sneaky picks that we've talked about a, a, a handful of times as being a potential upgrade. I don't know that you're looking at a guy drafted in this range that you're going, okay, that guy's definitively starting over a Lucas Niang, starting over an Andrew Wiley. You know, it takes a little time to get adjusted to the way that Patrick Mahomes, you know, kind of gets back in his drops and everything. Like, it just does. It takes time. But as a project guy, as a little bit of insurance – this is a wonderful spot for a Matt Walesco. I, 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 well, let's go. Yeah. No, I, you're absolutely right, Craig. Yeah. We talked about, there's another guy. We talked about it, right? Tackle. Max Mitchell. Yeah. 
I mean, Max Mitchell would be a really fun pick here. We, we've had conversations about, well, I'm not sure I'm not sure Max Mitchell couldn't step in and compete to play right tackle for the Chiefs relatively quick, if I'm being honest with you. I like him a lot as well. Zach Tom's another guy I know a lot of people are fans of. Now, so, now the issue with all these guys besides Let's Go have under 34-inch arms, yeah. and we know that's kind of where Andy starts to get a little bit hesitant, right? Like, I'm trying to search through here and see where the other super long guys are, and that's when you get into the guys that do, you know, we think belong down here. You're... Gene Delancey's your Verdarian Lowe's, like the I, guys. I do like Gene Delancey. Right, um, yeah. the the Yukon tackle that came in to visit, right? Ryan Vandermark. Yeah, Ryan those, Vandermark. That's a fun one. Those guys are all day three guys, though, right? So like, I mean, they're good players. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just looking for the value. Unfortunately, outside of a let's go, come out all my favorite tackles fall under or outside the Andy thresholds. Maybe you were looking at a Jamari Sawyer, but he's still 33 and a half in charms. Like, you know, good players that just don't have his typical arm length. Right. And, you know, I think Andy's going to focus on that. You might see some of those guys drafted and he likes the the flexibility of being able to play tackle, but maybe they project as more of a guard. He's done that Ooh, a ton of times. Here's one. Darian Kennard, the right tackle out of Kentucky. Yeah. A lot of people think he might kick inside because he's not the most athletic, not the most fleet of foot guy, but 6'5", 322 pounds, 35-inch arms. That's a big dude who's got tackle experience who's playing at Kentucky. It just it's in worst case scenario, he's a utility guy. He plays guard, right? So it's just well, it's just even, yeah. Guy. I mean, yeah. It, this is like a, a, that's a that's an Andy Reid special, right? Unless he was drafted, which is entirely. I possible. was getting I ready to him. look up there because I I think he may have been drafted. I believe the Jacksonville Jaguars traded back in for him. Okay, there you go. See, but yeah, yeah see. I, I you know he's a good player, but uh, there are lots of guys like that. There there seem to be a handful of tackles that the Chiefs could try and address. They can play a little bit outside, inside. You're looking at No, wait, Darian Kennard's still available. Yeah, wow. he's still available, that's yeah. A Luke Fortner, his teammate, that's was who, I was pretty sure, Luke, exactly Luke Fortner came off the board. Darian Kennard is confirmed still wow. available. I would Good night. Oh, my goodness, I would What is Darian happening? Kennard. This draft is fun. What? Let's talk a little bit here, <laughs> just real quick. Wide receiver. Yeah, that's what I was going next to. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Wide receiver. Um, Eric Eric Ezekonma is still on the board. Kyle Phillips is still on the board. Maybe not a guy that makes a ton of sense with Sky Moore on the board. Same with Calvin Austin. Same with Calvin Austin. But at this point in time, do I care? Yeah. Do I I even care about You're raising the floor of the overall receiver room with those guys. Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir is is under the same thing. Romeo Dobbs. I mean, guys like that that can come in. Bo Melton. And Bo Melton is still on the board. Samari Toure. I do love me some Samari. I'm just telling you, just man. Give me, give me easy, and like we we can just roll on out. I mean, easy is a great pick. And I, it would make a lot of sense with Sky Moore, right? So like that pairing sense. is one of the most perfect pairings that you're going to kind of come. Oh across, my goodness! If they do that with their wide receiver room, like I I'm feeling really really good going now, into this season. And counterpoint, maybe they feel good about wide receiver now with Sky Moore too. Sure. They have a lot of bodies when you. If you're going to just say Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, Doris Fountain, one of those guys, Cornell Powell, one of those guys provides something as a receiver, they'll probably feel like they're set. I mean, how many guys are they going to keep on their active roster? Six, I don't care. Give give me easy. Give me Dwayne Bow 2.0. I I mean, I'm fine with it. You're not going to have to twist my arm very hard to get a guy like that. Adding another weapon, especially since a lot of those guys are on one-year deals or expiring contracts, or you can even get out of their deals if, you know, in the case of, Marquez Valdez Gantling, play the board. I mean, that's really Why what not? we're just, talking about here. We're play the board. I, yeah, and I think just I mean, 
Gosh, they're just playing with they're playing with house money right now. In Vegas. In Vegas, playing with house money. Walk away from the table, Brett. They have six <laughs> players left on the board. Or you know, le- or six picks left on the board to, to make. I I'll ask you this real quick. How many picks do they make tomorrow? Six picks on the table. Four. I'm, they I, make four. I, I, I'm going to say three. I'm going to say three. I think that they're going to trade. Now, I think they're going to trade it, some assets for some players. Okay, let's open up that can of worms. What, do you think there's any kind of package of picks that's still available for the Chiefs that could go to, I don't know, say the Chicago Bears for Robert Quinn? No. You don't think not enough. I don't you don't think, think so. so. Do you think, Unless you're trading a future I, No, pick. just listen to me. Do you think pick... Do you think pick 100 could get you Robert Quinn? Just out of curiosity. Pick what? Pick 100. Probably. Do you think pick 100 gets you a guy that had 18 and a half sacks last year? Yeah, I think that I don't think that it's just about he won. It's the age and then the money he's due. Those two things aren't particularly great to trade at this point in time. I actually think that he's not going to go for that much. Isn't he kind of getting traded? His last two trades have been for like less and less each time, right? He just he's off a career year, but he's old. He's 32. 18 and a half sacks. That's old. Would you trade all six picks right now for Robert Quinn? Yes. <laughs> that's about what, that's why I was asking. That's about the value of the 100 gotcha. pick. Gotcha. I'm just saying, like, I, I guess I don't think it was quite that. I didn't think the price would be that high based on everything we saw. So anyway, that was I just. Think, I think you're going to have a hard time getting, getting Robert Quinn away from the Bears for that price point. I don't okay. know. Okay. I, maybe but, I can get Justin Fields' way they're drafting. <laughs> Good Lord. Let, let's put this out there. What if you traded all of your seventh-round draft picks for James Bradbury? You're taking I mean, on a big contract yeah. there. You can trade it. Maybe not? not all, two or three. I don't think that's the direction this team wants to go. I, it, just to I don't think clear. they need to anymore either because like, they got a corner that steps in and starts. Sure, they so absolutely like, yeah, I don't did. think you have to actually go and chase I don't, down Bradbury. I don't know that the mentality of that lines up with a lot of the other moves that they're doing, but – there may be some players that we see them add that are more depth pieces, things like, you know, we saw Jordan Lucas traded for a future seventh or a future sixth at one point, a guy that was mostly a special teamer. I mean, there are a lot of guys like that, especially in a draft this deep. You may see some GMs that draft guys and go, oh, that made another guy expendable. Let's see what we can get for him. So I think the Chiefs are going to make one, two, three. I think they're going to make. I'm going to call it four picks. They're going to use 135 and 158 to get up into the early fourth. Be aggressive to hand pick one guy. They're going to trade one seventh round pick for a future sixth in the 2023 NFL draft. And they'll make two picks at set in the seventh round. That's kind of my prediction. Yeah. Or, I, or three picks in the second round. I'm sorry. So I think it's four. That's what I'm sitting on. I think whether it's the fourth round or the fifth round, I think they use two sevens to jump up a couple spots and get a guy that they really want to make sure that they get, that they just don't feel comfortable falling. They make two seventh round picks. That's, they, that's what I'm looking at. And right when now. you get down to, when you get down to round four, round five, the trade chart becomes a little bit less. Oh yeah. Significant. No, so at that point, if you just, offer pick volume, you can move up. Like you talk about moving up at value. You can probably, you could probably get back up to probably like one. Just, I don't no. care. Okay. I don't care. Just trade the Vikings. I was going to say, hey, do either one of you care about day three pick value at this point as far as trade goes? If you are getting a player and you have to give up an extra seventh to do it, are you really no. holding out? No. I only care about the first 10 to 15 picks on day three because that's when you restack the board. I'm sure that if once I sit here and look at this, I'll come up with 
roughly 10 names, I think, that are still worthy of being above everyone else. I think there may be more than that in this draft, but I get your general thought. Yeah, yes. but yeah, that's, that's just my general line of thinking. So, like, once you get – I want to move around from those top 10, mm-hmm. but once I'm outside that, no, I don't care if I'm giving – if I'm losing point value or not. So. Yeah. I think that's uh, – I think it's going to be interesting. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Six picks. I mean, the Chiefs have only made five picks. They have six picks on the board still left. I mean, theoretically, they could take more picks tomorrow than they have this entire draft and wind up with 11 players that they get into their system. You know, I I don't hate the idea of of the volume either. Just taking some swings and a couple of these guys surprising and flashing and and seeing what happens. Like, letting the vault, like the Chiefs have, look, the Chiefs have had a lot of success this week letting the value fall to them. Absolutely. And you could make an argument that the Trent McDuffie pick was still letting value fall to them. I just can't. I'm I'm flabbergasted that need and value have met so well this weekend. I've just been. I mean, Brett Beach has been kind of all over this, right? And it was pretty evident on day one. Super evident on day two. I don't think value's falling to them. I think they've been hunting it down. I think they've purposely been putting themselves in situations to get the value more so than just letting it fall. I mean, like, yes, Leo Chanel fell to you. Yes, George Karloftis. But like, that was you reading the situation, knowing that those kind of guys might fall to he's where been he ahead. Be. He's been ahead right. of it. He's he, never fallen. Leo Chanel, I actually think that one, you just kind of no, get lucky did, on because there's a lot of linebackers going. But we saw the edge run. We saw the DB right. run. We saw the safety run. Like, right. the next was group ahead of that. He was in the middle of that sec, that mm-hmm. wide receiver run, but he got the guy he wanted even after trading around. So it's just, yep. I think he's been really good maneuvering around this draft, knowing when to stay, knowing when to go up. And like, I don't think it's as much as stuff's fallen necessarily to him as much as that. He has a good idea on where. Yeah, he's had yeah. Really, yeah, he's at, when yeah, I say that, stumbling. yeah, I'm yeah. not just saying he's stumbling into it. It's, they have just done a fantastic job navigating the board. They're dominating. Let's hope that continues. Maybe before we get out of here, do we think he's getting a lot better at this? Yes, 100%. Someone is. Somebody is. I'm not saying it's not Brett Beach. I'm just saying someone is. I mean, he's putting those types of people around. I think, so, I think I mean, it's yeah, Brett. He's I, responsible for it one way or it, another. I think it's Brett. I, th- I really genuinely think it's Brett. I think he's done a fantastic job. The growth over the last couple of years has been outstanding. Right. Um, I but, think I think it's I think I think it's him and, and a lot of people probably. Before we get out of here, one player that you want to see the Chiefs draft tomorrow, and we got it. Then we got to roll. Let everybody get ready to go see the Mark draft Juan, here. Mark Juan McCall. Who's listen, Mark Juan McCall, nose tackle out of Kentucky. Okay. I, I listen, man. They they have added somebody on every level of the defense that is willing to run through your face and make you sorry that you had to line up across from them, Marquan McCall would be the epitome of that on the interior of the defensive line. I, Man, I am backflips. Just backflips. I'll do I'll do something a little bit off the beaten path. Uh, I'm going to go with Pierre Strong Jr., the running back out of South Dakota Ooh. State, really quality pass protector. Kind of surprised. I think he had a chance to sneak into in the back end of this round. For I mean, I, I think he's got pass catcher traits good pass protector um i think he's a little bit like it's almost like he's, he's light on his feet but he's also a little bit rigid it's it's kind of a weird running style but i really like the player a lot i think he has pretty good vision some long speed obviously uh and making sure you get a shrine bowl player right i think we gotta get one of those at least before we get out of here mm-hmm. right i think the low hanging fruits carry on winfrey like you want to talk about making okay. someone miserable to what but i'm not gonna take it uh <laughs> i'm going with, with big my guy eric azukanma out of texas tech wide receiver i think he's the he's his comp is tra- really Traylon Burks. Like, I joke around, it's Dwayne Bowe. There's a little bit of that, but his comp is being Traylon Burks, but more explosive and slightly smaller. I think that's a great pairing with Sky Moore. You get that bigger X receiver guy that works really good after the catch in the dirty areas. I think that's a 
perfect pairing with Sky Moore. So if the Chiefs come away with him tomorrow, I am going to be ecstatic. She should just mess around and get all three of those guys. Okay. That is going to do it for the recap of day two and the look ahead to day three. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been so much fun uh, doing all this at Kingdom Bar and Grill. For Craig Stout, Maddie Lane, we'll catch you later. We out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.